0: You're listening to the JTD Coaches Me podcast with your host, Joanne Tierney Daniels. Tune in as Joanne chronicles her journey from imposter to empowerment. Joanne discusses real life with real people. You'll be captivated by her guests and their stories. Regardless of whether you leave laughing or crying, one thing is certain each episode will make you think about life from a different perspective. Listen in and join the journey as Joanne and her guests explore the best strategies to promote personal growth, find your authentic self, and live your best life. I'm Joanne
1: Tierney-Daniels, a health and wellness coach specializing in mindset transformation and the host of the JTD Coaches Me podcast. Today, my guest, Jimmy Clare, will be talking about his life, his experiences, and the challenges associated with growing up with high-functioning autism. As a child, Jimmy overcame many obstacles and roadblocks. Doctors told his parents he would never walk without braces or crutches. Now, Jimmy is a motivational speaker, autism advocate, author fitness guru, fellow podcaster, and founder of Crazy Fitness Guy. He's an exceptional young man. I'm honored to have him here today. So let's jump right in. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Tell us a little bit about your story and the struggles you faced as a boy growing up with autism.
2: Growing up on the autism spectrum, it was hard for me to make friends because I was just a shy person, I was kind of like a turtle in his own shell, and like I was friendly to those around me. At least I thought I was being friendly towards people around me. I had, I tend to get along with more adults when I was younger. Um, maybe not all adults when I was younger, but I also got uh, bullied from elementary school right up to high school by different bullies, and. I also faced nine different ear sur had nine different ear surgeries because I had a cholesteatoma in my right ear that was blocking hearing in my right ear. I wasn't born with that, but it was growing when I was younger, and then I became deaf in my right ear. And so, luckily, I was smart back then because even though I wasn't speaking at the time, I was pointing at everything, and everything I was saying is ba ba ba. I sound like a sheep.
1: <laughs> like uh, you've been through so much in your life. Gillian. particularly, in particular, I'm interested to hear more about your bullying story, but where do you find your strength and resiliency?
2: I feel like my the strength and motivation comes from karate. I've been in karate from when I was in New Jersey growing up. And then when I moved to Pennsylvania, I I got into karate again and I just love it. And when I took a break from karate for, I think it was like about 10 years, came back from my same sensei. I joke with him. He's like, you just can't get rid of me. <laughs> and sometimes when, we, uh, when I ask him for help, it's like we always just joke with each other. He's like, Jimmy, how long have we known each other? And I was like, one too many years. <laughs> and I was like, that's for sure. And I feel like the reason why I say Karate has helped me not to give up is because I feel like I have a mini sensei on my shoulder. And you know, how, like in Star Wars, where Luke always had Yoda, like just around him in the Force and everything. That's kind of like my sensei. He literally thinks he is the real life Yoda, <laughs> uh, and uh, and I feel like he just follows me everywhere. And it's like I'm creeped out. <laughs> and sometimes where I'm giving advice to my friends and my uh, family members, and it's like. I sound exactly like my sensei. I'm scared.
1: <laughs> probably be happy to hear that. So you struggled with your weight, and then what what prompted you to to change and adopt a more healthier lifestyle?
2: After my doctors multiple times, uh, after seeing them throughout the years, just bluntly st- st- uh, stating, I was like, well, it wouldn't hurt if you lose some weight. And it's like, thanks, doc. I really <laughs> appreciate it. And it's like, tell me, I don't have a filter here. <laughs> doctors were worried about me that i i didn't have enough social skills and everything it's like you tell me i'm i don't have any social skills you just bluntly just told me i needed to lose weight So <laughs> okay and like can you beat the around the bush a little bit here or
1: <laughs> tell me about the story after you lost the weight and and how you stood up to the bullies in your classroom
2: so uh, me and my dad were watching this info commercial and there were still info commercials around and uh We saw one for P90X and it's a workout program that you do for 90 straight days. You only get one day off. The first day that me and my dad finished that program, I mean, exercise workout for that day we were crawling up the stairs and and I was like oh this hurts I didn't even know I had muscles in this part of my body (laughs) and um, so I lost 30 pounds with P90X and it got me the courage to stand up to my bullies in my math class I was afraid if I didn't do it in my math class that I was gonna be in a, a hallway that didn't have a security camera and I didn't even think those security camera. I didn't even know if those security cameras worked in my school because I, I don't think I've ever been in an office that had security uh, video feeds of anything and like, is this decoration I don't want to find out and so I stood up in my math class I went over to the bullies yelled in both of their faces and till leave- they me and my friends alone they tried a few more times I got one of them expelled and the other two finally left me and my friends alone and it was like I don't think I should piss this person off (laughs) and it kind of helped because I was also starting to wear uh, tighter fitting, fitting uh, muscle shit hurts, and so just to purposely show them, say, yeah, you really, really don't want to piss me off.
1: <laughs> so I love that story. I'm, I'm, I'm not your mother, but I'm so proud of it. Uh, I think that it's so courageous, and it's, it's such a beacon of hope for, for kids who are, who are bullied. So thank you. I, I love it. I
2: just want to make sure say I'm not perver- I'm not uh, promoting violence, but I knew how to defend myself if I needed to even if I was even though I was out of karate for like 10 years at the time I was like I still know (laughs) like when you do the same techniques over and over again it's like riding a bike you don't forget
1: well I love how you stood up to them non-violently right I mean you approach them in a forceful way but not in a in a malicious way
2: yeah and that's why I chose to do in my math class because it's like I really don't want him to get violent. I was like, I just want him to leave me the hell alone.
1: (laughs) I love, I love that part of your story.
2: Like go pick on your, each other.
1: <laughs> so tell us more about Crazy Fitness Guy and how it came to be.
2: Well, Crazy Fitness Guy started uh, back in 2017 when I was wrapping up my my first English class in college. I didn't know how to write an essay at all, and I I mean like I wrote some essays back when I was in high school, but my teacher because I was in uh, special education classes, all they just wanted to see if that we could write we didn't care what format it was in, we didn't have a format, we just, here, here's your writing assignment, write about your summer, and my uh, wrote about my summer, easy peasy, even though I didn't really want to do it, <laughs> and so I decided to, in my college class, I kitchen. you not, my essay looked like, it looked like a treasure map, because it, he had so many things crossed out, lines through it, arrows pointing down on the page, and I'm like, well, gee, if if you were looking for the gold at the end of the rainbow, you're not going to find it. Uh, <laughs> and it's like even the leprechaun from the Lucky Charms wouldn't be able to find those Lucky Charms from that. <laughs> and so at the end of the semester, my teacher said, if you want to become a better writer, Eric, you come back and write every single day. I'm like, how do I do that? He's like, oh well, you could uh, write in a journal, you could write in a on a notepad. I'm like, yeah, let's see how many times I do that every day one <laughs> i was like yep there's i practice
1: tell the listeners what it is it's a website is it a blog as well and what you do on it
2: well i finally made it into a website it used to just be a blog but it's grown and so now i write on my website weekly even though i didn't do it this week it's my spring break cut me some slack you deserve a break and uh been up and running for four years And it's geared towards people on the spectrum and off the spectrum. And the reason why I created it is to help motivate people to start living a healthy lifestyle. I've read so many different articles on many different sources, but one thing I saw the lack of was well, if I was just starting out today, where do I start? How do I start? What do I need? I don't know. And was like, good thing about Beach Buy on Demand, they can point you in the right direction of, uh, okay. For this workout program, you need A, B, and C, and D. But all these other sources, they write out, oh, it's like, oh, well, do these exercises to get ab. Yeah, well, just doing those exercises, they're not going to just get you ab. It's all, it all depends on nutrition. And nutrition is basically key of everything. If you eat too much, you gain. If you eat the wrong foods, you gain go back and forth and whatnot in my opinion i didn't see any source out there that's like well here's how you get started or here's how to be motivated to get started to working now i'm going to fill in that gap (laughs) Uh, and even though i haven't always talked about how to get started i I always uh, talk about like i wrote an article a while ago about journaling for self-improvement and i journaled about it. And it's like, oh, here's how you begin journaling. What can I, what kind of different prompts can I write about in the journal? And I had like a long list. And I think that post got like quite a few shares on social media. And like, holy moly, somebody actually liked my article.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm a big fan. Of, in addition to being a college student, you take karate and you manage Crazy Fitness Guy. You are also a successful podcaster.
2: Tell us about your show. Well, my Basically, how I like to explain my show is it, it, I cover the same similar topics as I do on my website when I blog, but it's just an extension. It Nothing's ever repeated on the show on my website because I was like, well, that's cheating. I, I don't like to repeat myself on stuff. I mean, unless it was a funny line from my show, but <laughs> uh, but I was like you oh, even I get bored of some of my own stuff at times. <laughs> the posts. Going back to like 2017 is the most horrible posts I ever read in my life. And they don't even rank anywhere in Google. I call it Google hell because it's in the, in the very last page of Google. No one wants to read it. Neither do I. <laughs> I go back and say, okay, which person am I going to update? Uh, I could update you, but no.
1: You also interview guests on the show, right?
2: Yeah. I yeah. have interviewed motivational speakers, autism advocates, I had authors. I had other founders of other podcasts and other businesses. I've had nutrition, people know about nutrition, Um mindset coaching etc it's been listened to in seven different countries and uh, recently i've been featured in new york city times square and i was like holy crap <laughs> and i I finally uh, got to it this week or was or sometime Last week, I was I finally put it up on my website, which I, I wasn't like procrastinating on it, but I've just been busy with school and everything. So I was kind of playing catch up a little bit of some stuff this week, but I only did like only an hour and 30 minutes and it was like, done, rest of the day, I'm free.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: that's great. Well, you always have that, that little bit of choice. you still have to do. Can't take fully off.
1: Well you you work pretty hard, so you deserve a few days off now who who is your favorite podcast guest?
2: I would to say my favorite guest would be my author friend on Twitter. He was one of my first few followers on Twitter when I first first started.
1: I thought you were gonna say I was your favorite guest, but I'll try not to take that personally.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, this is the third person who did this to me. <laughs> All my guests are pretty much all my favorites. I don't. I'm teasing. I'm just teasing. Literally all the episodes I've done have been my favorite. It is like if one of them uh, stood out, it is because me and this guy, uh we built a relationship following me pretty much since the day I started on Twitter. We've been like back and forth on Twitter for like three or four years. So we got to know each other on Twitter. He's all the way in Canada and Pennsylvania. And I had him, he was one of my first guests on my podcast. And we literally just went back and forth, joke after joke. And obviously we were being serious too, but but it was just really funny because of our relationship over the years, our friendship over the years. That one stood out to me the most because once I have you back on and got to know you over the years, we probably <laughs> have the same thing. But
1: Right. Uh, uh, well, you know, you gotta, you have, a, you have a bond with him and he was one of your first fans. So you certainly, and a friend, he's a fan. And a friend. So of course, I'm just kidding. It, and as if you're not busy enough, you also make time every day to to read. You're an avid reader. What types of books or articles do you like to
2: read? I like to read a lot of, I, I don't know if this is going to sound uh, bad of me, but I read a lot of murder mystery books. Yeah, that, that does sound very bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have any bad thoughts. I mean, I just like reading those mystery books because uh, I don't know how I got into them, but they always just kept me, oh, what's happening next? Come on. Move. And that's the reason why I said uh, my author friend was, was one of the best because he's actually an author and he thinks he's working on his fifth book. Wow. I kid you not, he's been quoted as the young James Patterson and, and I read... All of his books so far. Every single time when I think I know who did the crime or who committed the murder, I'm always off. And even though I oh I think it's this person, it's completely someone else. And it's, and when you think the book is about to wrap up, he throws in one more twist just for you. And it's like oh come on. And then I write to him on Twitter and it's like you can't just end it like that. And it's like, <laughs> I was like yeah I can. I'm the author. And I was like well can you give me a sneak peek? And it's like ah uh, no. <laughs>
1: That sounds great. I used to be into true crime in my 20s. I would read all the true crime books. My initial career, my early career, I spent 25 years in criminal justice. I totally
2: get it. And yeah, it's funny, he even uh, said to me uh, after the interview, uh, so, like before the interview, and I asked him, say, are you gonna make another book? And he's like, Eh, we'll see. I like, <laughs> we'll see after that ending. <laughs> <laughs> Can't with that.
1: We talked about all the difficult moments in your childhood, but what is your favorite childhood memory? I don't know. I stumped you.
2: Yeah, now I'm really stumped. This is <laughs> my favorite childhood memory. Probably going probably to the lake house. That I went to visit my grandma every single summer and all my cousins were there on my mom's side of the family, and we all got along. We played so many rounds of Monopoly, and and these were very, very long rounds because we didn't always play by the rules. So <laughs> when somebody was supposed to really be out, the bank gave the person loans, and, and they and we just racked up debt and everything. is like, oh this is really fun (laughs) and after a while we found like people uh, got out of the game but then the game just going on and on and and as i finally after a while i stopped begging my cousins like this is madness and like this game should freaking end (laughs) (laughs) like it's been five flipping days
1: (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun.
2: Plus, we finally figured out that my cousin, one of my cousins been cheating all those years. Nick to you never the banker ever again.
1: <laughs> so you know, I always love to talk to you. I'm on my final two questions. But before I ask you, is there anything else you want to share with us?
2: Crazy Fitness Guy is going to be turning four years old on April 12th of this year. I don't know what I'm going to do for it yet. I don't know if I'm going to create another t-shirt saying Crazy Fitness Guy, four years, going strong. I don't know. It sounds pretty lame, but.
1: I like that idea. It's, it's, you're tying in the strength. You're tying in the fitness. Going strong. That's a great tie-in. Now, since you brought up Crazy Fitness Guy, is that the best way for people to go to your website and they can contact you directly and, and check you out or all of your links on there?
2: Yeah, all my links on there. I'm uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, Tumblr, even if anybody ever uses it. <laughs> piece of I'm not even gonna say it don't say (laughs) it
1: don't say it (laughs) so my final two questions here we are what does the future hold for you what and what are your hopes and aspirations moving forward
2: my hope is to travel the world and speak at many large events as possible my largest group online that I spoke to was 750,000 people and me and my friends kind of joke with each other because I still have to take public speaking in college and I was like so do you think I'm gonna have any problems speaking in front of 25 people and I was like oh yeah you're gonna be very frightened and I was like you're kidding me right and I was like yeah and I was like I just wanted to see what you say and I was like you're evil. <laughs> But yeah, we he, he just joke because, uh, yeah, I think uh, after 750,000 people, tonight is my 61st podcast interview. So.
1: That's amazing. So I fully believe you're going to conquer the world. Uh, I'm so impressed by your spirit, your intelligence, your motivation, your ambition. So I can't thank you enough for being here. I will say you're my favorite guest, Jimmy. You're number one in my book. Oh, well,
2: now I feel like I'm a schmuck now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to have to look up this author and outdo him next
2: time I'm on your show. I'm also hoping to get on a hundred plus different podcasts by the end of 2021. I'm already at 61, maybe hopefully before the end of the year.
1: I, I believe you're going to do it. And I'll spread the word. I'll spread the word to any podcasters I speak to and Thanks. tell them, tell them that you're, once they hear you're my favorite guest, you're going to be a shoe in.
2: Well, now I feel really bad because <laughs> now nah, I didn't say great. Now I look bad. <laughs>
1: But now, once I get your 40 guest appearances, then I will be your number one fan. The author only has five books. I'm going to have 40 guest appearances. So I might bump them out of the rankings. Probably. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for being here tonight. It was a pleasure. Thanks for
2: having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the JTD Coaches Me podcast. You can find additional resources and information about Joanne at jtdcoachesme.com. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast for updates and new episodes. You can also follow Joanne on social media under JTD Coaches Me.